The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in the following program belong solely to the host and guest and do not necessarily reflect those of this radio station, our parent company, advertisers, or affiliates. Welcome to Sharing Our Stories. We share stories of support for individuals in recovery from substance misuse and mental health-related issues. There are numerous pathways to recovery, and each week we welcome powerful leaders and role models who have struggled in drug and or alcohol addiction, have found a pathway to recovery, and who thrive as positive community members with an ongoing vision of success. Join us as we share our experiences, strength, and hope. When the world says, give up, hope whispers. Try it one more time. Good morning, Mahai, and welcome back to sharing our stories. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. My name is Slim, along with Tomas Hernandez from Tribe Recovery Homes. And if you're just tuning in for the first time, um, sharing our stories is a program all about addiction and recovery. Everybody in this room has dealt with addiction from drugs and or alcohol and um, are in their recovery. And we believe that by sharing our stories, we can help other people who are suffering in addiction find their pathway to recovery. There are a lot of different pathways to recovery. There's no one way that is the right way. And um, we want to share the hundreds and thousands of stories out there to help people find their recovery, whether it's somebody that's listening who is suffering an addiction, or maybe you're a family member or a friend of somebody who is dealing with addiction, and you can learn about what it is that they're going through or help them to find their pathway to recovery and understand them just a little bit more. So I want to thank you for tuning for turning us on this morning and for listening to this program. We've got a great guest here, Chris Gallegos from Denver. He is the creator of a clothing company called From Hell With Love, and we're going to turn it over to him in just a couple of minutes. Um, but first, I want to talk to my co-host, my um, brother from another mother, Tomas Hernandez. He is the um, sponsor of this program, and he is the the president and CEO of Tribe Recovery Homes in the Mile High, and they are an organization that helps people find their pathway to recovery. So good morning, Tomas. How you doing? Good morning, everybody. How you doing out there this morning? I hope everybody's warm, safe. I think we're, uh, by the time you're hearing this, we got a little bit of a break in weather. Nice, yes, right? Science. Nice. Yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> telling you. Um, yeah, I got, the, I got the, the, the side of the bed by the window. Where all the dogs want to like lay next to me, so you know it's a. Your it's wife a puts thing. you in the corner. Yeah, and you know when you get married, you get in the corner. Of everything, everybody else gets the rest of the house. You get the last parking lot. You get the. You don't get. You might get the first piece of chicken, but you get the last part of everything else. But that's all right, though. You know what I mean. That's what happens in recovery. I couldn't. I wouldn't want it a different way. But uh, yeah, um, with uh, Tribe Recovery Homes is uh, we are an honored sponsor. Of this, of this show. I've been a fan for a long time. I got to be on this show twice. And uh, what we do at Tribe Recovery Homes is we are a nonprofit um, reentry mental health and substance abuse uh, company with uh, organization with multiple houses for men and women, over 105 beds, and an outpatient and reentry um, to the community um, for people that really don't have anything f- facing the judicial system. So city, state, federal uh, offenders, uh, people that are facing the, facing the case, but also at the same time, you can come to tribe just to figure it out because our philosophy is you do too many drugs, you drink too much, you're going to wind up getting a ticket some way. You know what I mean? So let's take care of it now. Let's get it going. We're all on the Medicaid level, man. We're not trying to pill everybody out. Um, but, yeah, we're really honored. Um, tonight... Um, Chris is very special to me. This is a very personal thing. This is about, I wanted to tell everybody this morning, people that are watching, the 
these are you have moments in life that you're so happy to be wrong. I seen him years ago, and I talked to him when one of our friends were, were family, and one of our family members died, and he disappeared on me through some big mansion or whatever you're going to hear, and I thought he was dead. I counted it out. I was sure of it. I had no idea where he was. And then three late years later, he popped up in my life about 1030 at night on IG. And I was not, I was thrown back and I was so happy to be wrong about that. So happy that Chris is here. And, um, I just, I'm really excited about tonight because you know, um, wow. You know, <sighs> I'm gonna let him go ahead. I'm gonna send it back over to slim. You know, I might get a little emotional on that, but, uh, yeah. Um, Stay tuned to this, man. This is a good one. This is a real good one. We're about to turn it over to our guest, who Tomas was just speaking about, Chris Gallegos. Um, right before we do that, I want to remind you, Tribe Recovery Homes is here. If you need to reach out and find your pathway to recovery, maybe you're just getting out of the uh, legal system and you're wondering, well, what can I do next? You can give them a call at 720-60-TRIBE. That's 720-60-T-R-I-B-E. Um, and hit them up and they are here for you. So this program at this time, we turn over to Chris Gallegos. Chris is our guest. And as I said earlier, he's from Denver and he is the creator of a clothing line that I want to give a lot of love because I think it's really cool, uh, called from hell with love. So, um, Chris, thank you for being here this morning. Thank, thank you, you for coming on in to share your story. And, um, at this time, we're going to turn it over to you. And Mahai, this is Chris Gallegos from Denver on Sharing Our Stories. Thank you guys for having me on the show. Um, my story begins in 2014. I first entered recovery. Um, I battled addiction all of my life. I never knew what it was like to be sober or understand what it's like to have emotions as a young kid growing up, all I did was drink and do drugs. And um, I saw a lot of people, you know, move on and stop partying and start to get their life together. And I, for some reason, wanted to continue never feeling anything ever. And it took me a long time to finally hit my rock bottom, which was October 18th, 2014. I reached out and I, I asked for some help. I didn't know how to stop on my own. Um, I broke down in Arby's bathroom in Aurora. I broke down crying, looking at myself in the mirror, realizing that I can't keep living the way that I was drinking and doing drugs and running away from who I am as a person. And I, I needed, I needed help. So luckily I was able to start going to some meetings and, um, it took me a long time to really be able to use my brain like a normal person. I shook from my alcohol and drug withdrawals. I could not formulate sentences like a normal human, human, human being for a long time. So I would just go to meetings and meet with other people who were sober, wanting to experience a better way of life. So I went to meetings pretty much every day for about three years. I got a sponsor. I was heavily in the program you know, I made so many friends and I feel like being a part of something like that completely saved my life. It completely rewrote everything I once knew. You know, I thought I was a man and I know this and I could do things this way. And 
I'm going to drink and I'm going to do what I want because I'm of age to make my own decisions. I was completely wrong. I'm 34 years old now and I still feel like I don't know anything and that's okay. I don't need to be the biggest or baddest person. I just need to be humble and right-sized and speak from the heart today. And that's what I try to do now to live a better life. It took a lot of pain and suffering to get to that point. And once I started to understand how to be a human, I started to make friends in the program. And um, I randomly went to a meeting and I ran into an old friend, Matt Oxiger. And I had no idea that he also battled addiction like I did. And it, it just blew me away that someone from my high school, my my elementary, my middle school also had the same afflictions I did. And we, we just linked up like it was high school all over again, just best buds uh, day by day, just always with each other. And what that kid was doing at the time, he was working for Westward. He was doing so much art. He was doing ads. He was gung-ho about making his own graphic design. People were buying pieces. He was running uh, art shows off Santa Fe Art Walk. I mean, he was a true go-getter in the sense, you know, I've never seen someone really hustle like that. And he took me under his wing. And uh, at the time, you know, I, I was making clothing, but I didn't really take it so serious. And during that time, there was a lot of ups and downs and both of our recovery were both, you know, in and out of the program. And he happened to pass away and that really rocked my world severely. He helped me get clean off drugs again and took me to Tomas's house over at in, for Tribe in Aurora. And um, I was able to stay at that sober living and get clean again with Matt and Tomas's help. And it, it really saved my life to be in that position, you know, in a place full of love because I was, I was living in a hellhole and it really... I needed a safe place to be. And, you know, Tomas and Matt really just opened up that door and helped me get clean. And uh, it it really hurt losing Matt. It, it really rocked my world. And me and him were inseparable. You know, we'd always go to meetings. And if there was someone that I needed to call, I would always call him. And, um, yeah, that was like, that wasn't the first time I dealt with um, losing someone so dear to my heart. But that was definitely the one that woke me up the fullest. And I uh, I met with Tomas at the funeral and kind of got me straight again. And I, I've been clean three years now. But I, was, I wasn't on the right path in that time. You know, I still had one foot in the street and one foot in the program. And I really had to rework my life completely, just encompass it with recovery. I, I couldn't be around you know, people that ran the streets or anything, you know, given I'm covered in tattoos and I look the way that I do, you know, I thought I could just be normal and be in situations like that. Well, I, I can't because you go to a barbershop, you're going to get your hair cut. You know, that's just how it goes. So now, you know, I reflected on everything that I've been through and I, I've had to just change everything. And I'm back to that square one where I don't know anything. You know, I'm 30. I was 30 at the time getting getting back to the program after you know Matt passing and relapsing and all of that and this time around I decided to 
do everything different, do everything that has been suggested of me when it comes to my, my program and just always stay connected, you know, go to meetings, call people, be there for others. It's so easy to get caught up in yourself and then you're just all these problems of your life start to pile up on you and you, you feel like you're suffocating. The relief comes from working with others and being with other people who understand your problem. If you isolate and you're alone, it just feels so much worse to be to be in that realm. And every time I, you know, I'm around people in the program, I feel so much better. I could talk to people about my problems. I don't just keep them within anymore. And then, you know, one day I could explode because of it. It's like, I'm always releasing that negativity. And then people are giving me positive feedback for my problems that then turns into a solution for my life. So it's like, there's always something good if you're working your program or recovery. But yeah, it's, it's seriously, it's, it's been crazy. You know, I, I fell off the map for a bit and I really got a second chance to live and I overdosed and I was just like, you know, I just want to be happy. I, I really want to be happy and I just want to be selfless and I want to just start over with a clean slate and I, I don't want to have to have feel like I have anything to prove to anybody. You know, I just want to get well on my own terms for me and like really take in everything that the program has to offer. So I really buckled down and it was like, I was very isolated, but still heavily connected to my, my recovery. I, I started to ride motorcycles. I went to Sturgis. I went to Sturgis on foot. I didn't have a motorcycle at the time. And I was still, I was going to meetings then. And I was just hearing how men and women were like, putting motorcycles, like riding motorcycles hand in hand with recovery. And it was like, they're just so free with their life. And that's like all I wanted my whole life was to just be free. And I used to think alcohol and drugs was what gave me freedom, but really it's just like letting go of everything that harmed me gave me the freedom I have today to really be comfortable in my own skin. And I, I wouldn't trade any of that stuff that I've been through to be where I'm at today. So I, I kept riding bikes. I, I've been to Sturgis five, four times now. Um, I had three motorcycles at a time and I, I was seriously like dying in the street, you know, before getting back into the program. I had nothing. I was living out of a backpack and I, I was just so terrified of, you know, what could happen. Like there, there was no future for me. That's the beautiful thing about recovery is how far and how high you could go in this life, the possibilities are endless. Like there's nothing that can hold you back once you separate yourself from drugs and alcohol. And I, I never understood that till now. You know, I, I feel so good to be who I am today and I feel so free to be in my own skin today. I wouldn't trade it for, a wor for the world. You know, I was so, so broken and so hurt all of my life and I just I had to hit that like system reset and start all over so now I got three years I started a clothing brand you know when I when I was first starting my brand I was just sitting on the couch like hand stitching pieces and you know I didn't really think it would amount to anything and I would reflect on what Matt would tell me he's like yeah you could you could do the same thing that I do with my art with your clothes and I didn't I didn't really believe him at the time, you know, it was just something I like to do to pass the time. And now, you know, 
I reflect on everything that I've done and I I almost have a piece of clothing handmade by me in every part of the world now. And it's just crazy. Like I was just some depressed person, like trying to get clean, sitting on a couch at my house in Denver and just like, well, I don't want to go outside. I'm scared. I'm just going to make clothes. And now it's like, this is like a real brand. You know, I'm doing drops and, you know, people really, my pieces are really sought after. As soon as I post them, they just go. And it's like, I didn't want to be alive for so long in my, my, my addiction. And now I'm so happy to be where I'm at and I'm just utilizing this creative skill I have to just keep going and keep growing as a person. It's given me such a huge purpose. And I didn't know that this life was waiting for me. That's the whole thing. Like I didn't know I would turn into this. I didn't know that this was coming. I didn't have a plan in my mind. It was just like one day it just, it, it all clicked. And I just kept trying to <clears throat> grow and evolve my brand. And it just gives me a, a sense of purpose today that I've never had. It, it, it's way different than, you know, you work a job and you wake up and you go. But I get so much energy when I'm going to my studio to create pieces. Like a junkie like me who had nothing living out of a backpack, I get to say, I go to my studio. It's crazy to me. It really blows my mind. I I could have never dreamed up being in this position at all. You know, I would just sit in the meetings and cry and, you know, feel terrible and miss my past and, you know, all this stuff. And I, I all this was waiting for me if I just continued to do the next right thing was like work on my program, you know. It's it's really simple. It's so simple. You know, I, I sit in a meeting. I don't even have to say anything. I just sit there. And like, I do it again and I do it again. And then I'm hitting a year sober and I'm hitting two years sober and I'm hitting three years sober. It's like, it's so much easier to do this than be out running the street, going to jail, getting locked up, you know, seeing all your friends die. It's so much easier to just close your mouth and sit in a meeting and really just take it all in and being surrounded by people that truly care for you and want you to succeed and, you know, just give you that praise, like pure love. It's all out there available for anyone and all I knew was just running the street and just wanting to die it's crazy and like those things are free like you don't even have to pay for that that's what blows my mind and it 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 saved my life I I wish that you know a lot of my friends were still here and still alive so they could experience it that's that's what hurts me the most about you know making it this far I I just wish you know, there was still more time or they would have gave it a chance because they'd done so much for me. And I was like bottom of the barrel, you know, throwing up blood near the end of everything. That's how bad it was for me. And I just continued doing it. I didn't, I didn't think, oh, I should go to the hospital. Oh, I, this is not good. I just continued. It's really sad what addiction does to people. I'm really, really grateful to be still be alive and like have the opportunity to do things like this and talk about my story. A lot of people have paved the way for me. You know, Tomas has helped me so much. And there's been so many just miracle moments where you see your higher power, God, whatever you want to call it, speak through people to you. And that's that's the magic that, you know, fulfills me today when I when I get to see or experience something like that. I'm just like, wow, life is so beautiful right now.
and I'm really present in this moment. And that is the most important part of my life is being present today. I've really, I've really been through so much in that 14 years of addiction. I've seen a lot of my best, closest friends pass away. And I'm starting to learn that the longer time goes on, the more and more people you lose. And it, it really, it hits home every single time still. I just want more and more people to understand that there is help. I think so many people are just isolated and think they're so alone and there's no one there for them or no one understands where they've been. And I, I felt the same way. Every time I would go to jail, I would always just be in my cell doing these foxhole prayers like, please just help me get out of here. I'll never do it again. And I would always do it again. The only thing that really worked for me was just complete abstinence from drugs and alcohol, being a part of the program. I can't make my own rules. My own rules just get me in trouble, get me messed up. I need to just surrender and, you know, let other people guide me and be okay with that. You know, I don't need to control anything anymore. Letting go and letting God has been the biggest part of my life today. I wouldn't say that I'm a religious person, but I'm deeply spiritual. I still, I do my prayers every morning. I do my prayers every night. These are all things that I, I've never, I never thought that I would do, but these are things that have been suggested for me to do. And if I want to keep staying on this path, I got to, I got to stay out of my own way. I, I really enjoy relying on other people to think for me because what they're suggesting is actually going to make my life better. If I'm doing my own free will, it's probably not going to go very far for me. That's why I think my brand has grown so much because I'm I'm hit with all these ideas and, you know, you should do this or you want to do an interview. And I, I could be, you know, shy or fearful in the moment and be like, no, I don't want to do that. You know, I'm scared. I don't want to do that. But I'm I'm taking every opportunity I can because it's it's always a beautiful, positive experience. If I live in fear and I'm controlled by fear, it's not going to amount to anything good for me. I lived in fear my whole life when I was drinking and using, and now it's like I don't need to be in fear of anything anymore. I, I, I just go for it. Like Whatever I need to do, I go for it with no expectation. I, I don't live with expectations anymore. I try to just really be grateful for every day that I have and really reflect on everything that I've been through. It, it's, it's really been nightmarish. And now I have a lot of really good people in my life that support what I do with the brand. You know, they're there for me spiritually. They're there for me emotionally. And I, I never have to be alone again. I think that was the biggest part for me in my active addiction was I, I felt so alone and I hated myself in those moments. And now I don't feel like that anymore. I, I don't, I don't hate myself. I'm not depressed like I used to be, you know, I have so many people I could call, so many people call me, bounce ideas around. It's, it's just nothing but positivity and love. I've never experienced something like that. And it, it just comes from being in the program, working your recovery. It, it, it still is crazy to say that that is free. Like you can, you can go experience these things that I'm talking about free.
and you could reach out to these men and women who are doing this thing called recovery and you could ask them about it and they'll be for be there for you at at the drop of a hat you could call any one of these people that's what i love so much about it i never have to be alone again it's really saved my life i had an opportunity to uh, go to aa when i was in boulder county one time and they a priest was putting on a meeting and um at the time i was still in self and i didn't care about religion or anything like that so i asked to go back to my cell and i I closed the door on recovery at that time and then i gave it another shot and i i surrendered and it, it was okay for me to believe in something greater than myself it was okay for me to let go of that and the sooner that i let go of my own ways and i started to pray and i started to do all those suggestions it was like the the weights that i've been carrying around for all the years were just simply removed from my shoulders i was i wasn't carrying around that negative energy anymore and the more i kept doing it the more and more weightless i felt and i got to just be more in tune with who i who who god wants me to be it feels really good to be so in tune today and fully aware of my my situations and you know look someone in the eyes and speak directly from the heart with my day-to-day day-to-day actions i don't need to shy away from anything anymore i'm always honest and sincere and that feels good i i feel like that's most of those things those are like normal interactions for people i, I never experienced that you know i was always running away from something you know trying to get over on somebody else just a scumbag and now I get to be just wholesome and pure, and it feels so nice. But now that I'm doing the brand, I try and integrate a lot of, you know, where I've been. You know, I'm covered in tattoos. I don't show my face, you know, through my brand. And um, hence why I'm wearing the mask now. A lot of viewers are going to watch this, and, you know, they know that I'm doing this. And, you know, I'm a clothing designer. So... I talk a lot about recovery and where I've been and, you know, a person who had nothing, no passions in life. And I really, I was given a chance to really open up doors, you know, ask yourself, what do you want to do to be happy? And my answer was ride motorcycles and and make clothing. And I dove fully into that. And it's been nonstop for, uh, I'll be three years nonstop in September of this year which is awesome. It, it it blows me away to still be able to do something like this and turn nothing into something, you know, from sitting on the couch, sewing to making all these pieces, making designs, you know, I get all my stuff screen printed now. I used to do it all myself and now All Stars Inc. does all my printing. They help me out so much. It, it was such a hassle for me to try and print everything and then you know i was still working a full-time job still going to meetings i'm a father i'm married i was doing so much all at once now it's like slowly things are getting delegated where you know i could still work my recovery i can still create my art and i can still feel whole as a person for a little bit there i was just going crazy doing everything nonstop, and I, i didn't like that now i'm able to work my my program and stay you know i just met with my sponsor before this which was huge and you know that man cares about about me and wants to see me succeed you know 
I didn't have any of that when I was running the street. I didn't have anything. Now it's, you know, I'm so full of love and it's amazing to feel this way. It really is amazing. Everything that I've been through, it, all I had to do was just sit in a little chair and shut my mouth and listen. That's all I had to do. It was, it was so, so easy. I'm just really, really grateful to still be here and have another chance and to be back, you know, in these rooms, especially with you guys. It's crazy. Honestly, I, I'm really happy to be able to do something like this. If, you know, anyone out there is struggling with addiction or has any problems like that, you got to reach out, you know, don't let that, you know, you feel so alone idea consume you. You know, I, I did a suicide prevention t-shirt print and it has like this paragraph on the back that says you could talk to me if you need help. And it goes off pretty much saying like, if you had an opportunity to talk to someone one last time, what would you say? And that's what I put on the back of the shirt. I'm a huge advocate for being there for other people. You know, I, I've lost too many friends due to suicide and, you know, overdoses on purpose and all that. It's like, you know, you see someone hurting, you got to be there for them. You know, I had someone in my corner seeing me just digging my grave over and over. And, you know, finally I surrendered. It's like, you don't have to wait for that moment to come. You know, you don't need to keep digging that hole because there's so many of us out there. We don't even know who you are, but, you know, call someone, call me, reach out. You know, I'll answer there. There's so much help out there. And I think we just got to be there for each other always. You know, we're all we got. Because I really miss a lot of people that I've lost. If I had an opportunity to just bring them all back, I would. It really hurts me a lot going through that stuff. So I, I just try and advocate for it. You know, always be there for your friends. It scares me. It scares me that the level of addiction that things have gone to today as opposed to where it was when I was using it, it's so severe now and it just continues to keep, keep getting worse. And that terrifies me because the youth is like the future, you know, and we really need to be there for each other in like a loving, a loving way, you know, as a good mentor, as someone that you look up to and admire. That's what, you know, I look up to Tomas. I, there's a lot of people I look up to in my life and, you know, I just try and follow what they do and always just, you know, be real with people. You don't, you don't really need to hide away from anything. You know, it's not a bad thing that no one's going to look down on you because you, you have an addiction problem or, you know, you're suffering from depression. It's like, you got to talk about those things. You really got to reach out and get help. It, it consumed my life for so long. And I, I'm so happy that I was able to get the help that I needed because I wouldn't be here today if I didn't get the help. All, all those burdens, they just got removed from my, my spirit. I don't have to carry that pain anymore. And there was not like a miracle drug that I could take to do it. I was, you know, I had to face it and let it go. And all that saved my life. And I, I know I've said this before, but it's available. It's available for all of us. That's the biggest thing to me. Anyone can get this and understand this thing and anyone can implement it in their life today. It's huge. It's a lifesaver. If I could go back and change anything, I wouldn't. 
all of the pain and suffering is exactly what I needed to endure to get to where I'm at right now. And I'm not saying that I'm at my peak or I'm at a plateau. I'm still just understanding life. I'm just now, you know, I'm three years clean. I'm still rebuilding the wreckage of my past. You know, I, I did a lot of damage when I was out again. You know, I'm understanding who I am in a new way. I'm feeling better and better day by day as a person. And these are all new experiences that I'm having. And I don't, I don't need to take it for granted anymore. I've made so many mistakes in my past, you know, having one foot in the program and one foot out, not going to meetings, not working with a sponsor. I've made all the mistakes that people say, well, you shouldn't do that because you're probably going to relapse. Well, I did that and I definitely relapsed. And I never thought that relapse would be a part of my story. And I also knew in my heart that if I were to relapse, I probably wouldn't survive it. And I almost didn't. My heart did stop when I relapsed on purpose. I didn't want to be here. And that's how, that's how addiction affects me. I get into such a dark place where I don't want to exist anymore. And that's how painful drugs and alcohol are for me. And that's just where I get and where I end up every single time. So why, why keep tempting that? if the solution is to just sit in a chair and shut your mouth. It's way, way harder to just keep doing what I was doing than just sit in the chair. I'm happy to sit in my chair today. I'm grateful to sit in my chair today. But a lot of things have changed for me. You know, 2014 till now, I have a two-year-old. I'm married. I, I was working full-time, and now I'm pursuing doing my clothing brand full-time. You know, I'm trying to sustain life through my art. I never thought I would experience something like that. I still have, you know, potential to work and, you know, work construction and all that. I'm grateful to do all those opportunities. And I'm happy to do my art at the same time. It's like somehow there's a greater force out there that is shaping my life exactly how it's meant to be because I'm no longer standing in the way of it. I was the one who was causing all the destruction. I was the one that was putting myself in danger and throwing my life away time and time again and getting locked up and, you know, living out of a backpack. I was the one that caused all the thing, all those things. It was all my fault. I brought it all on myself. I used to point the finger at everyone else. Oh, well, if that cop didn't pull me over, I wouldn't be going to jail. Well, if I wasn't drinking and driving, actually, then I probably wouldn't be going to jail, which is my fault. Now I can understand that it was all my own actions that put me in those bad predicaments. And if I don't do that anymore, and I'm not putting myself in those situations, I'm not going to get in trouble. It's, it's a quite simple understanding of what my actions can do. But at the time, I, you know, I, thought, I thought the world was against me, and I'm always at the wrong place. I'm always at the wrong, always at the wrong time. Now it's just so simple, you know, I wake up, I say my prayers, and I, I, I put, put my boots on and I just, I do the next right thing. That's all that I have to do. I don't, I don't try and call the shots or run the show. I, I simply just get to exist and try my best to create art and be a good dad. Being a dad really changed my life and I think I'm, I'm really grateful to have things in my life that I'm passionate about today that I could pass down to my son and show my son that, you know, riding motorcycles and 
you know, I love making clothing and these things that have, I have so much of my heart into my son gets to experience those things. You know, I, I'm not running and gunning and I'm not going to jail. And my son doesn't have to see any of that experience, any of that pain. I get to be in his life. I get to be a part of his life. And to me, that's the biggest thing is just trying to be there for my son and be a, a good husband. And, you know, my son's my world and I, I don't want to take any of this for granted. You know, this last chance I have, I don't want to take it for granted and, you know, mess up and throw it away. And then, you know, I could, I could pass away if I, I relapse or anything like that. You know, I, I don't want to do any of that. It's really simple for me to just keep my mouth shut, keep doing what I'm doing, going to meetings, you know, listen to people's suggestions. Oh, well, it's been a while since you've gone to meetings. You should probably go to a meeting. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Not, you know, fight it. I don't, I don't need to call the shots anymore. It's, it's all good for me to just sit back and just let life do its thing. And I, I'm so, I'm just relieved to be in this position. I was trying to cr- control so much when I was running and gunning. You know, I got to be here at this certain time and I got to meet this person and do this. And is that a cop over there, uh, you know, just spazzing out in the street? I don't, I don't have stress like that anymore. I don't, I really don't have any stress in my life. And that's another crazy thing about all this. It's like you do all that stuff for what? To lose your mind, have anxiety, panic, go to jail, have nothing time and time again. Or you could just sit there in your chair and not say anything. That, that's what I love about being in the program. I, I'm I'm no longer I'm no longer standing in the way of what my higher power wants for me. And I'm not, you know, in my head praying, like, give me this, give me that. I'm simply just asking for guidance and to allow me to do the next right thing and be a better person day by day. That's all that I'm that's all that I'm trying to do and I strive to be better than yesterday and when I'm working on pieces I, I try and just grow a little bit when it comes to sewing or how I put a garment together I, I try and make every piece better and better till it gets to like it's perfected I'm starting to make these masks now that not the one that I'm wearing but um these different ones they're kind of like predator predator masks in a way and they're really cool and I I have a formula in my mind on how to perfect that and it's like I saw a picture of it someone coached me I think you could make this and um I started to make it and now they're coming together it's like your mind can do whatever you want it to do if you just try and that's what I did was you know I wanted to get clean. I wanted to get sober, so I tried. I did, you know, stand up and fall down a couple times, and I lost some very influential people along the way. But I was able to stand up again, and I, I, w- I wouldn't trade any of it for the world. This thing has seriously saved so many people's lives. Not Not just me, not just the people that have been on the show that spoke, but there are so many people in the world that, feel exactly the same way that I have felt maybe not gone through the exact same things that I've gone through but definitely been in jail praying like I won't do this again and then they get out and do it again anyway and go back to jail we're all the same 
that that's pretty much where I'm getting at. We all have this problem within us that can only be resolved one way is, you know, abstinence. Other people can work their own program. I, I understand that. But I'm saying what's worked for me is complete abstinence. I, um, I don't judge other people for what they do, but I'm always there for someone. If I see pain within their eyes, I'll really ask you, are you okay? And you don't need to hit me with the, I'm fine. You know, I could tell that you're not like, be real with me. Talk to me about it. You know, I'm here. I'm fully here for you. I don't want to see people, you know, spiral out of control anymore. You know, I want to see everyone be happy and be free, you know, cause all this stuff, it was given to me for free and I'm just trying to be there to give it back and share my story that it was, it was seriously a nightmare for so long. I didn't know anything else but pain and suffering my whole life. And now I get to be there for other people and speak from the heart. And it's like, I was never like that. I was never like that growing up. I had no compassion for other people. I didn't care about anything. And now I just, I want to see people be happy. I want to, I want people to understand that you are loved. I'm there and I care because we, we seriously need to be there for each other. We need to get through this thing. We need to be addiction, you know, as a team, it's not an I thing at all. It's a we thing. Like there are so many of us out there. And seriously, I, I thought I was ser the only one on the planet that operated the way that I did, that ran the streets that I did. And it was not like that at all. I mean, I every time I go to a meeting, I hear part of my story from another person, man or woman. I identify with this random person that they are like me and that they want the same thing that I want to just be okay. That's all that I wanted in life was just, just, just to be okay. And I was given that opportunity through working the program and other people being in my life, you know, it was crazy. It's really crazy to be here. I'll talk more about my brand. Um, the brand just came about out of out of nowhere. Really, you know, I, I just got clean again. I was finding a way to be patient, you know. I, I didn't want to, you know, really be out in public and stuff. It was kind of like I was a scared shell of a man at that point in time. So it was easy for me to sit on the couch and just hand-stitch pieces and gradually those pieces just built up to maybe like 15, 20, one of one pieces. And um, my wife told me that I should really pursue, you know, trying to get them out there. I wasn't on the internet at the time. I had to cut myself off from social media because I was getting clean again. And, you know, all the negativity was on my social media. So I, I just shut myself from all, all that. And I started to make an Instagram and... And I was showcasing my pieces. I was doing little pop-ups. And I was just starting to see, like, people's faces light up when they would see my pieces and then try them on. And that kind of just went back to uh, what my friend, our friend Matt said, you know, you, you could really do this thing. And I start, it was like in the same moment that I'm seeing people try the clothes on, I could hear Matt's voice in my head, like, you could do this. And I was just like, I was stunned in that moment. Like, yeah, I think I really can do this. So gradually, you know, I sold out all that, all those pieces. And I, I started building another collection. And 
I don't really number my collections. I should start doing that. But I did another pop-up in a recovery center, and that was, you know, it was awesome. I, uh, I'm tatted head to toe, and, you know, I'm in this recovery center, and everyone, like, does yoga and stuff. They're normal-looking people, and I'm just, like, a goon-looking person. And, yeah, I like to sew and make clothes, and they're all just like, oh, this is awesome. This guy looks crazy, but he's, like, a grandma who sews. So they're all about it, and I was like... That was really cool to be able to, you know, talk about how how this thing kind of came about for me and gradually just started to pick up more m- momentum. I couldn't find clothing that I wanted to wear online. Like, I would always, like, Google punk clothing or, you know, random searches like that, and I couldn't find something that really, like, spoke to me. So I was like, you know, I got to just, I got to start making my own clothes that is who I am that fits me and suits me. So I didn't really see much of anything, what I'm doing at all online. There's a ton of artists out now that I'm involved with that are extremely talented, but I still don't really see much of, you know, the patchwork collages with fabric, you know, the one of one crazy pieces, all the masks that I make, you know, beanies, everything is, you know, you can't find this stuff anywhere else. Uh, I really think I'm the only one that makes it. And, I'm not in the beginning. I wasn't really concerned if it generated money or not. I was just like, I, I'm bored. I'm depressed. You know, I want to just do that because I, I love to do it and it's different. And, you know, I didn't watch TV or anything like that. I was just making clothing. So I continue to do it now. And a lot of people really appreciate, you know, my story as an addict who is three years clean, you know, working a program. And I'm turning my life around and I'm devoting so much time and effort into a clothing brand. And I'm like pursuing to live out my dreams through this chance of recovery. And I I speak those words, you know, through what I post and I share it with the world online. And I I get a lot of praise because of it. And I'm amazed by that, you know. I always say like, thank you for being a part of my journey because it has been a journey from being on the couch to making pieces and you know I got some stuff into Russia right before everything popped off out there and that was crazy and it's wild like I I really had no intention of this thing really blowing up and now you know I'm doing t-shirt prints and pants hoodies I've done jackets custom jackets I just did a adidas pants tracksuit pant bottoms for my friend moper and that that was crazy like so many people approach me with these crazy ideas and i just like i see their idea in my mind and i'm just like okay yeah i could definitely make that look really really crazy crazy good you know in my eyes crazy good i don't know if my clothes are for everybody but i don't really care i'm like i'm really happy to wear my own clothes and um like really, I'm just really happy to do this thing. You know, I'm really happy to be back part of society again. And I'm really happy to be alive. It's, uh, it's really awesome to be able to just like do something you love and then have it be integrated with, you know, I'm an addict and this is what I love to do. And then people appreciate that. And they, they like, 
understand that story you know so many people identify with you know i'm an addict i'm an alcoholic and they they know what that means and they know what that entails and now i'm like i'm sharing my life my story with all these people through creating pieces out of love today like everything is is so out of love and you know i've given so much stuff out for free and it's all just you know i'm more happy that someone is someone wants to close you know i'll just be like yeah you can't afford it here. I'll just give it to you, you know, because I don't, I don't want to sit on all these pieces. I'd rather just people be happy wearing them. So I've shipped out so much stuff for free just so people can enjoy it. Cause I'm not really trying to be like, you have to pay this amount. You know, I, I want people to really embrace what I'm trying to do and just be happy wearing the clothes because this is like, to me, fashion is, is an extension of who you are as a person. I used to feel like I had to act or dress a certain type of way for a long time. And I had to, appease all these people in my life I don't feel like I need to do that anymore I'm I'm so comfortable in my own skin and the program gave me all that it, it gave me that sense of being comfortable in my skin now it's like I want to be comfortable in the clothes that I'm wearing that tells the world this is who I am and this is what I'm about and that's all my brand is about is just helping people really be comfortable with who they are I just love it I, I love it so much like all of it has gone so full circle that every part of my life has just makes me feel so much love in every day-to-day action. I've never felt like that before. You know, I've never felt like that before. It's, it's so, it's so crazy to me. I was, I was so broken as a person, broken to my core. October 17th, 2014, I was so broken. And uh, yeah, it's, it's gone full circle. 100%. Like I I'm I feel I feel so good to be alive and so good to be where I'm at and I feel so good to have everyone in my life. Tomas, Myron over at All Stars like all these people in my life today, my sponsor. It's so crazy that I I have all these people that you know their powerhouses in my life, you know, all these men and I get to just see them exist and be like, "How is this guy doing all this crazy stuff?" And then you could really, you could ask that person, how are you doing all this crazy stuff? And then they tell you, and then it's like, okay, maybe I could do this. It's like, no one, no one keeps secrets from each other. It's like, it's all love. That's what's so beautiful about being in the program and just, you know, being with people that care about you. I didn't have anything like that running the streets. You know, no one cared about me. No, you didn't care about each other. Now it's like, we're there for each other till the very end. And that's, you know, that means more to me than anything that I've ever had. The brand has definitely taken off huge. And um, I'm so addicted to making clothing and pushing the boundaries on what you can do. And it's like, it's something that doesn't harm anyone. And it gives me so much peace in my own mind. Like I'm sitting there sewing and my mind is silent and I'm just watching this thread go through fabric and there's nothing in my mind. And I'm just doing that for hours. And I'm just so at peace and so in the moment. It's like perfect zen. But yeah, I'm uh, obsessed with making clothes, obviously. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. I love it. Sorry about that. Oh, uh, no, no. I'm glad your addiction is a healthy addiction now. Thank you. It's an addiction about, you it's, made, it's, it's, you a, it's an art. Sexy, yeah, it's an artwork. It's an artwork. Um, one thing you said was, yeah. I got to stay on my path, and that means stay out of my own way. Yes. What does stay out of my own way mean to you? 
staying out of my own way would mean not letting my ego get the best of me, you know, not trying to get over on the next man, but just more being fluid like water, just letting things always be smooth. You know, someone cuts you off, me in my own way would get upset that someone cut me off. But if I want to be fluid like water, I'm going to slow down and let this person get over instead of causing an accident by speeding up because that's me getting in my own way. And then I'm causing friction in the way of life. Our guest today has been Chris Gallegos from Denver. What is your designer name? You have a, a name as a designer that you use. From Hell. It's just From Hell. From Hell. Chris. From Hell. Just from Hell with Love. From Hell with Love. I love from hell.world is my website. Chris, I want to thank you for coming in and sharing with us and uh, applaud you for your recovery, man. And just wish you the most success that I see already happening with the direction that you've taken your clothing line and the, and the, the, the love you have for it. Because I can see that you've taken um, your addiction and you've turned, you've t- I always say that we're all, we're, we're addicts till we die. I, I yeah. still have lots of addictions. None of them are unhealthy now. Of course, I hope not. I collect video games. Um, but, oh, that's good. You know, none of them I don't think will harm me. I don't think so. And, and I think that your addiction is, is your clothing and it's not going to harm you. And it's something that you're, you're blessing the world with and the, and the excitement you have about it and the love that you have for it, I think is just amazing. And, um, and I like your stuff too, by the way. Thank you, I, I think you look real slick, man. I don't know, is that how you call it, real slick? <laughs> no, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think you look real slick, bro. Slick yeah, so um, I want to thank you for coming in, man, and thank you for sharing. And when is your recovery day? March 8th. Uh, I'll hit four years. Hell yeah. yeah. March 8th is my mom's birthday. Well, we got to celebrate then. Dude. And, uh, Let's get moms yeah. together. Well, she's, she, my mom, my mother's in heaven, so it's a super it's a super big day for me. Yes, sir. So, um I salute your day, man. Congratulations on your four years coming up. You're just around the corner. Yeah. Right around the corner, man. Congratulations on that. Thanks for having me. Uh, absolutely. Uh, Mile High, once again, our guest this morning has been Chris Gallegos from Denver. He is the creator of From Hell With Love Clothing, and you should look that up too. And as you heard, he's coming up on four years in his sobriety. So um, if you're out there and you're suffering an addiction, realize that you can make it and, and then you, you can not only make it to your, to your recovery, but you can make something of yourself. Like don't feel I'm broken and I, there's nothing I can do. I mean, you absolutely, there, there, there is a, there is a journey for you that is meant to happen after you recover. And I think that's, that's one of the biggest parts that I got from Chris's story is the journey that has occurred from his recovery, the things that he has done that he would not have achieved if he hadn't found his recovery. He would not be sitting here talking to us with such passion about his designer work. And that can only come from being of clean mind, body, and soul and that's where he is. So a round of applause for Chris for that. And we thank him for being our guest this morning. Tomas, Tribe Recovery Homes. Um, Let everybody know how they can reach you guys and how they can start that pathway for themselves. Okay, so uh, you can get online. Best way to do that is do not hit me directly on Facebook because I'm going to send you over here anyway because my intake team is probably watching right now saying don't take that, Tomas. 
We'll take that message. So <laughs> go to www.tribrecoveryhomes.com or call the office at 720-60-TRIBE at 720-608-7423. And uh, somebody will be there to uh, to help you and assist you to, to get into our program and or give you the options on what you're looking for. So we do also have uh, outpatient IOP, which is intensive outpatient. We have a DUI program downtown. And, uh, yeah, um, very blessed to be a sponsor here. But I just wanted to say another thing about Chris. Um, uh, yeah, I got to get some more clothes. My kids stole them, by the, by the way. So, <laughs> I got you anytime. Yeah, my son took my sweatshirt, so I got to make sure I get that again. But, yeah, um, in this recovery journey, you're, you're going to meet a lot of people that become family. You know, um, and really, really, if you're, listeners, if if you want some of that, you gotta just show up. It's not about thinking about it on the couch or one more party or one more drink or getting loaded just one more time. And it's also about not thinking that you can telegraph and and, and figure out when the miracle is going to happen or just negotiate with it. You have to show up every day. And I think in this interview, what you've heard today was even simple how he made sewing sexy. Now, sewing for me is not sexy at all. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm going to have to call Chris on that. But you know what I mean? It's about the passion behind what you're doing every day that you feel alive. Now, if you're sitting there this morning struggling and you forgot how that felt or you never felt like how that felt, listen to what he's saying and that passion in there repetitively telling you in your mind that, there's hope and there's a brighter day. So please, please pick up that phone, whether it's the phone number I just gave you, whether it's another show that you listen to, another guest that we've talked about having stuff. You know, you got Taj, you got 8 million people out there that are looking for you in your own community. And the biggest thing is, is just asking somebody that loves you because you can't find it on the Internet or whatever to help you find it because you know spirituality is going to guide them to the right person and that's going to make that connection for the rest of your life to get where you need to be so this morning if you if you hurting right now just stop ask somebody that loves you ask a stranger on the street i need help and 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 go out there and get that i know that i kind of got on the soapbox but with that being said um yeah, you know, I, I don't do this just to promote Tribe. I don't do this just to promote. I mean, everybody that, that we bring on this on this, this show are amazing. They're, they're family. And they're, they teach me every day how it feels to be alive again. So, you know, um, yeah, he just asked me to give my website, but I gave you that too. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I like your soapbox, bro. I always appreciate your soapbox. You can get on at any time and continue to help people the way you do. Maheim, this is sharing our stories. We're on your radio each Sunday morning at 7 a.m. You can also find us on our um, Facebook pages. It's facebook.com slash SOS sharing our stories. Or you can go to jammin1015.com or flowdenver.com. And of course, triberecoveryhomes.com. And uh, we thank you for tuning in. We thank you for listening. We'll be back next Sunday. Thank you to our guest, Chris Gallegos. And we wish you all, all of you out there, a wonderful Sunday and a fantastic day. God bless. God bless.